0: Hi everybody. I am Amanda Zola, and this is the Health and Guelph podcast where stronger meets community because we are stronger together. Every episode, I get to interview different professionals in the Guelph community and talk about mental health, body health, fitness, as well as learn about who they are, their journeys, and just get raw and real. So get ready to get connected, inspired, and simply just feel good because we are all stronger together. Hello, strong friends, and welcome back to another episode of Health and Guelph. I am your host here, Amanda Gazola. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. This is a really cute episode today, and I say it like that because this is all about community and coming together. And on today's episode, we have Maddie Smith, who is a mom. She is a teacher. She is an author, and she put together an Instamama group. Especially, uh, because basically, how I came about her is that we all basically had babies last year and in a pandemic, having a baby, it is one of the most beautiful distractions slash most isolating thing that I think all of us have ever been through. And so she put together a community here in Guelph um, of a bunch of moms who have had their baby and to help them not feel alone. And we got together every single Wednesday in the park at Royal city and the it started from basically just a couple people to now basically being a team of 30 to 40 Insta mamas and so this episode is basically just one of those having a talk with your girlfriend chilling chatting and just getting to know each other and just know if you wanted to start something that you know there is people out there that would join your group and maddie is living proof of it and will basically share her experience so that again you can basically not be alone so this this is a really special episode and I hope that you enjoy it.
1: Wherever we take it works for me, right? You just right. go with the flow and see what happens.
0: So we're totally going to go with the flow. So totally. Madeline, Thank you so much for being on the Love and Rise Presents Health and Guelph podcast. I am so excited to have you. You, my dear, are a Guelphite who is a mama, a wife-to-be, an author, and a teacher. You're currently on maternity leave, and I have met your beautiful daughter, Reese, and you return to work soon. So I'm excited to I have know. you on. Thank you so Thank much you. for being on.
1: <laughs> Thank you for inviting me on podcast. I'm really excited to chat with you and, and to learn more about all that you do in the community and just have a super relaxed, enjoyable chat. This is awesome.
0: Oh, uh, me too. And yeah, without like, let, let's just start from like how I met you because this is kind of how our relationship built. Um, yes. I was searching for, I had just had Nathan and we're in a pandemic and uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, like having a baby first time mama. And, uh, you presented to me, uh, like, Hey, I just started this group. Why don't you join? And, yep. uh, we met at, um, Royal city park and I had no idea what you had built until yes. I got there. And congratulations. Cause uh, you have made a really beautiful, safe community for, inst- uh, for mamas.
1: Well, I appreciate the encouragement and it had come from a situation where I was visiting two of my gal pals in Orangeville and I was going through a time in my postpartum where I really needed that social piece. Um, and I recognized that I didn't have that in Guelph, at least on a consistent basis. And especially with COVID, um, it's not possible to do necessarily indoor safe interactions. So I thought, well, I have met so many wonderful self-identified women and mamas through Instagram and I thought let's just throw it out there see if anybody would be interested. I mean it could have been a total flop and then all of a sudden it's like yes, I would love to join. Yes. And the reality is I don't have a particular skill set to offer in a group situation when it comes to say fitness, which is your focus and I thought I just, I don't know what necessarily to offer aside from just a safe space to exist. Um, Because for me in postpartum, it, I found if I had to plan to go to an activity, that would make me feel really anxious. But if I knew that I could just show up and then leave, if I really had to, what a gift. So that was the intention to be very casual, come if you can leave when you need to, and let's see what happens.
0: I totally can relate to that because that's the overwhelming piece as a new mom is, uh, you know, when you have stuff in the calendar, you plan and you, the ink, the anxiety that kind of builds up towards it because you don't know how your baby's going to be. You don't know how you're going to feel. You don't know what the day is going to present itself in anything. Basically, you don't even know, like you just have all these feelings and you don't know where they come from. but. I definitely, that's what I loved about your, the community that you have built through, and and it's called Instamamas is uh, your group.
1: Instamamas. Instamamas. It's super casual. And I've, it's been really neat to see friendships form outside of the group that initiated within the group. So we noticed that certain mamas had like similar career paths, or they Mm -hmm. had kids that were around the same age, or they were wrestling with postpartum anxiety and or depression or they were wrestling with their feeding journey or really wanted to celebrate the fact that their child was sleeping through the night or mm-hmm. they got two new teeth. And it's like, yes, or none of that was happening. And they were in the trenches and just yeah. needed yeah. a hurrah and a cheer because it can be very lonely. Um,
0: like a post like feeling a lot. COVID
1: aside, yeah. being a new parent can be very lonely. So it's been a really neat virtual space to feel connected in a really like just an open environment you come as you are and that's plenty
0: I totally agree and I just it's a this is a literally about informal and shoot the shit type of thing and totally why do I don't and I don't even have an answer to this this is just a kind of a question because I feel like most moms feel this way why do we feel lonely even though we know we're not lonely because, you know, you can call up our mom, call up her sister, call up whomever, you know, that we're not lonely, but yet we feel it. Why do you like, because I know that you struggled with that too. Yeah. I struggled with that, but I don't even know why I feel it. Do you know, or do, like what comes up I, for you as I say that?
1: I know. I see what you mean because I think for me, I've recognized that on certain days I felt like I had enough energy to sustain a conversation with a girlfriend or like popping over to my parents for a visit, even with my partner. Um, but then other days I just felt so touched out and I felt so needed by my daughter that I had nothing left to give to myself or anybody else. And I think that kind of isolated myself in a way because I didn't to take the time to reach out to plan, to me it comes back to that emotional load, that emotional energy that I think I think many moms carry, where you're constantly thinking about you know what comes next, what food should I, should I be feeding, have I eaten, um, mm-hmm. what like what do they need, what do I need, what does my partner need, and that that takes a lot of energy, and um, by doing so it, it, it set up a barrier, at least for me in wanting to get out and be social, or I'd be constantly thinking like, okay, but if I want to go and do something, I need to do X, Y, and Z beforehand. So that became daunting. So instead of wrestling through that some days, it felt more comfortable and safe to be at home. So it's one of those things. I think that, um, it's the emotional energy and the anticipation of leaving that has prevented me on certain days from stepping out. And, um, that can feel really lonely.
0: That's such a great answer. And I totally identify with everything you said there and you, it, like, you have to plan to plan to even then. Go oh out. gosh. Yeah. like, for you to have that's how I feel for you to for me to want to carry out my business I have to plan for someone to come over or for Nathan to go somewhere but you have to kind of like you have to make that whole plan to make it work so you have that day available and then by the time you are touched out you are tired you're like oh my god like this is already like so much work and I'm like I'm already done I don't even want to do it anymore (laughs) so that's such a good answer I totally totally we have gone
1: to it's it's so much. It's so much. Like I remember going to our, our friend's house in Kitchener and I was like, yes, like we booked a babysitter and we have like, I I have a very like small circle of people that I trust with Reese and this person, she has been like caring for Reese here and there since birth. She is lovely. Awesome. Um, and so I remember though, like I was like, okay, I want to make sure that her naps are like fairly regular today. I want to make sure that she's eaten she's had a bowel movement. So, you know, her teeth aren't driving her crazy. Like all of these factors just to lead up to us leaving to ensure that the babysitter had a wonderful night. And by the time we were driving, through, like, Oh my God, like, I'm so tired. Like, <laughs> I'm glad I did it. But I remember like, Oh yeah, we can't stay out till midnight per se. Cause I still have to Piece. The expending of energy can be a real daunting factor.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And that I'm glad we're talking about this because I feel like most people, most women, um, most moms, mostly everyone feels these like triggers that you didn't even know existed until you start doing them, and you're like, holy yes. mackerel, this is like we're in it for the long haul. Like, this is where you're like, you keep like reminding yourself, this is a marathon, this is a marathon. But like, sometimes like I'm a doer where I'm like, I want to do, 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 because the more I do, hopefully I have this time after that I can just sit and chill and like, that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) No.
1: And that's, and that in itself has been a really humbling thought because I really enjoyed being alone um you know prior to having a partner prior to having a baby I missed that time where I was just like it's all about me and I could just pick up whatever dinner I felt like and have a couple glasses of wine and I didn't I didn't have to think about anybody but me like there don't get me wrong there are days where I really miss that oh and, me, too. Um,
0: me too yeah like I
1: can so much gratitude for my life but there's there there are not I can't say there haven't been moments where I'm like oh I remember when I could just go out and get a sushi roll because (laughs) I felt like it. Mm -hmm. I can't, I could do that, but it takes 12,000 steps to get there.
0: Totally. And then uh, add on like this heaviness with a pandemic where you have to like, you don't have that freedom and flexibility like we used to and add on that plus like all that extra stuff whatever you want to call it, it makes it feel more suffocative. Like I feel like I'm suffocating a lot more. So I'm so glad that you are saying all this. And one thing I really loved Mm -hmm. when I, when I was chatting with you and that's, you share with you on your Insta stories is your Mm. therapy. And that's something that I started doing um, the past month. And I have to say, you're the one that kind of inspired me to like tap into that a little bit more because I feel like, you know, my partner is great. But sometimes I mm-hmm. feel like I'm talking to a wall and sometimes I feel like oh, he 100%. probably hears like the Snoopy, that mm-hmm. sound person that like, raw, 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 like poor him. But I feel oh, like totally. sometimes he hears that. So it's like, okay, I need an outsider's perspective, but I really yeah. love that you're sharing that to make it like a part of the norm that, you, you know, especially to digest what we're, we've been through in the past couple of years, what everyone's been through. So
1: what everybody's been through. And I'm, I'm really excited for you that you embarked on this journey because there's nothing better than taking a breather for yourself and prioritizing that time because I, I think, well, I know at first when I had my first counseling session and I thought, Oh, therapy, like, what do I do? Like, do I just show up and like spill my guts? Is she going to ask me questions? Like, how does this work? And it's funny because I, I really had to take a step back and, and realize that like, I always have something to share, whether it's a celebration or something I'm wrestling with. That it's really nice to have somebody outside of my immediate circle, whether it's to validate how I'm feeling when you. Sure, right. It's a new perspective, you know, parenting, parenting with a partner is a whole different experience. Mm -hmm. And I know that parenting has brought out sides of myself and my partner, Jordan, that neither of us expected and whether that's the good or the bad it's what's in front of us and so to have somebody to share that with and then I can work on my communication um, has been huge because like you said sometimes I when you're communicating with your partner that can be overwhelming for them too
0: Oh yeah. Especially and they're they just like, oh. work.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right. It's respecting yeah. their boundaries as well yeah. as ours, but it's, yeah, it's, it can be, it can be such a, a gratifying tool when you're not really sure what else to do. And I'm, yeah, I'm such an advocate for therapy because it's really been a huge, like prenatal um, postpartum support for me that I'm so, so grateful for.
0: Oh. Uh. Same. Um, I've had three Mm -hmm. sessions and I'm just gonna like kind of share one of the things I learned because I think it one I'm just trying to teach like you know, myself, like when I say these things, because uh I feel like you don't know what you don't know. But one movie that she suggested, because I was having a tough time with Nathan because um, you know, some like I say this out loud. Sometimes I was telling my therapy, my therapist, I'm like, I feel like he yells at me and like he's trying to tell me something. I'm really trying to listen, but like, he just, I feel like he just gets aggressive and it's just like, and that's how I interpret it. Like him yelling at me. And so she was sharing with me that like, you know, that by eight months that you're, Your baby had already felt like 12 fundamental emotions, which are joy, anger, sorrow, guilt, shame, fear, disgust, surprise, excitement, and interest. Like she's like, they've already experienced all that, which I had no idea. And so I didn't know either. And one thing when I was telling her about this is that sometimes I am telling a situation, I'm not explaining my feelings that happen in this situation, like how I feel. So, cause I'll just say, mm-hmm. well, this happened, this happened. She's like, well, how does that make you feel? And I'm just like, oh, she's, and I'm she'll break it down. And she's like, well, did it make you angry that that happened? And sometimes I don't want to label it because I don't want to say it. Cause I feel guilty sure. that I'm saying those things. I'm like, cause I don't want to be sure. angry, but man, sometimes Nathan makes me angry. And so, but she says like, once, once you label it, you can understand it and you can process it a lot better. And so I've started to, you know, Nathan, you're making mama angry when you do that. Like you're trying to have him for me, it's it's my son's a boy. You're trying to have him understand like, you know, mom's emotions. So you can, they, we can have this better relationship between both of us because all he's doing is expressing to me how he's feeling, but he doesn't have, he can't say it, but if I can say it out loud then we can understand it have a better relationship like I don't know I just something that like that all of a sudden just like kind of made sense like wow it totally makes sense
1: well and, and it takes it back to the fundamentals of communication with anyone and oftentimes when we're having a conversation that is of real importance it's it's not about the context it's about how it makes us feel and mm-hmm. so to bring that back and to be already practicing that with Nathan now before he has words is huge because he'll sense how you're feeling based on your body language before you even say anything. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that he'll be able to sense that so early is huge. So I think that's amazing, and that's something that I think us should practice. Um, you know, if for example, if my partner Jordan was doing something. That made me feel, in a way. instead of saying, I don't like that you do X, Y, Z. Maybe I could say, like, well, when you do that, that makes me feel really frustrated out sort of it. So that's that's really interesting that your therapist shared that. I really like that idea.
0: Well, yeah. And but without that, without you talking about your journey, I wouldn't have embarked on this probably is. I don't even want to say as fast as I did, but I wouldn't have jumped on it. But I think that it helps you to process like this whole, like we've been through so much, like, you know, having a, having been pregnant in a pandemic, uh, going to the hospital and having a baby in a pandemic, or if you did it with a midwife, like everything's done, not in the norm of what we thought was supposed to be. And so everything's been like, I don't even want to say PTSD, but it's brought us into a, a different world and it's been hard to process like, you know, this. So I just, I find that, yeah, talking to her has helped me to, you know, understand my feelings a lot better. Cause sometimes it's like, you don't know where all these feelings come from. You just feel all of a sudden, all these emotions you are like, where'd all this come from? Especially in the mom, like we go through probably all of them during the day, (laughs) like literally,
1: yeah, it's just, it's a way to process how you've been feeling and let it all out. And sometimes you walk away and it makes a whole lot of sense. And other times you need time to process. Like I remember the one day, um, I had seen a mom who had birthed her baby. I think it was a Thursday. And then on the Saturday I saw her like baby wearing and I instantly started crying and I was reflecting on that. And I thought, I felt like because of my birth experience, I didn't have that opportunity. It's like, I missed out on that baby wearing that, like that first week is a blurred me with everything that went down. So I looked at I like, I was so happy for her. I was sad for me. And my therapist said, of course, like, of course, you felt that way. Like, that's okay. It uh-huh. might take time to wrestle through that, but sure, you felt like you missed out because she, because I said, Am I bad? Like, should I feel like, Am I a terrible human for like being jealous of that? And she's like, No, you're just a human and that's okay. Yeah. Right.
0: A, yeah. It's a, like, we're human. That's we're human. Big, we, like, we're, and, we're allowed to right? feel these feelings, but somehow we feel. All these burdens of feelings, and we feel guilty for all, ha- feeling them and whatnot. Um, yeah, totally. So what um, what resources have helped you during? this during COVID-19, especially, you know, totally. you're like, is it, because you are like a resource, you're, you're, you're basically your teacher. You, so you have, sometimes yeah. you have to have all the resources available. Right. But now sure. you're in a totally different ball game. What resources have helped you during COVID-19, uh, being a stay at home mom, but even prior maybe being mm-hmm. pregnant or now postpartum. So like totally. what resources have helped you?
1: Uh, Definitely like the midwives were superheroes, definitely with my, like my three postpartum hemorrhages. That was definitely not something I was ever prepared for, nor were they. And oh,
0: man, that uh, must have been so scary.
1: It was, it was nuts, nuts. Do you like, want to
0: just talk a little bit about that? Like, I don't, sure. this is, this is, uh, this is yeah. you know, I'm totally just, but at the same time, you like, this is such a, like, I can't just skip over something when, um, yeah. you know, it's part of your journey. So.
1: It was shocking. It was one of those things where we um, delivered Reese via C-section. Um, it was a Wednesday morning. And once I was in post-op um, I was just really shaky and, she's um, doing skin to skin with Jordan and all of a sudden, um, just this rush of blood came out of me and Jordan looked at the midwives and he looked at the doctors and he's like, is this normal? They're like, she'll be okay. Like we're, we're just, you know, getting her tidied up and we'll get this assessed. So I had my first hemorrhage postpartum, like post op. So about an hour and a half after delivery. And so at that point, right, my hemoglobin was so low. They did, um, I had three blood transfusions in the hospital and, you know, typical postpartum bleeding with, you know, some clotting. And so that was the Wednesday and we were discharged Saturday because my hemoglobin was going up. Lo and behold, Sunday afternoon comes around um, at that point in four days postpartum and I was putting Reese down in her swing, and it was my birthday on the Friday. So my gal pal dropped off some gin and tonic um, stuff for me, which is super cute on my porch. I was like, "Great, I'm gonna go get my package on the porch." Um, and all of a sudden, I just my entire like onesie. It was super cute. My gal pal had got gotten it for me. Um, I was just soaked. So,
0: oh my god! Did I you know at that time bathroom. again? It was like another hemorrhage
1: based on the fact that it wasn't stopping um because it was like a fountain it just kept pouring and I just so I got myself to the toilet because in my head I'm like ew gross like I need to like not bleed everywhere um and Jordan had just stepped out to drive our dog up the road to my brother's for a play date because you know just get rid of the dog for a couple hours give him some space and I called Jordan and he said I'm in trouble like you need to come back like a 20 second drive, but you need, like, I'm, I'm not going to make it. Like I am, I'm going to pass out and I'm alone. So he got home and like, this is his recollection. He's like, I was on the toilet, like bracing between like the pedestal sink and the wall. And my eyes said, were rolling back. And I was just like, shake, 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 convulsing. And he's like, we called the midwives. Cause we said like, this is a this is a hemorrhage. And then we immediately called 911 on the other phone. So paramedics, superheroes, they were there within two and a half minutes. And um, they're like, yep, this is a a second postpartum hemorrhage, like your, your blood pressure is very low. Um, But they were able to get me into a little wheelchair and a stretcher take me to the hospital. But at that point, they couldn't figure out like, what the heck's going on? Because It happened once after post-op, which can happen normal, Uh, but like a second one, what the heck? So they initially thought it was like stored, uh, like blood retention in my uterus because post-op, but turns out because I had a third postpartum hemorrhage, I was downtown of all things in public um, because I was having excruciating back pain so much back pain. Like to the point I had booked a massage therapy appointment and a chiropractic appointment. Cause I was in so much pain.
0: Wow. like, what the
1: heck? Like I need, I need help, you know, like self-help. I need to get some help. So I had driven myself to my appointment thinking like, yes, I'm doing something good for myself. I'm out without my baby. Like, look at me go. And I was laying on the table and the chiropractor didn't even touch me. Like she was just like assessing kind of my hip alignment. And I, I had to excuse myself. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I think I just peed myself. I knew it wasn't pee, but I was like, I need to get the heck out of this office and find a bathroom. Like this is happening again. Oh. So, um, anyway, went to the bathroom. Thank goodness. It was like a single use bathroom. I told the receptionist, I'm like, I need you to come in here in a minute and then you'll need to call 9 I knew I had about four minutes until I hit the floor. So I got to the toilet, you know, fountain again. I called Jordan cause I was hopeful. I was like, maybe I'll just need a change of clothes. Like maybe it'll stop. So I, I called him and I actually just asked for a change of clothes. Problem was the car seat was in my car. Oh, oh. So thank goodness for our neighbors, literally attached to the other side of our walls. They took Reese, for the 30 minutes. Jordan drove down with the dog thinking like, it's fine. Maddie just needs clothes. Cause that's how I presented it. No, the, the chiropractor was so sweet. She went and got me a pillow because I grabbed the garbage can to like lay my head down. Um, and she's like, is there anything I can do for you? I'm like, um, maybe like a pillow or something. Cause I'm like, I got about two minutes and then I'm out. Like, I won't remember this. And so she got me a pillow And then the receptionist called 911. And I just remember Jordan showing up being like, whoa, like, this is not good. So paramedics were there. They were so lovely. But ridiculous moment. The school board was calling. I could see my phone light up because I've been waiting for this call for like weeks. (laughs) Because (laughs) I wanted to know what school I had been transferred to. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, Jordan, it's the superintendent superintendent, superintendent of equity and inclusion, like Cheryl Van Udigan. I know her. You need to pick that up. So he picked it up and he's like, uh, like Maddie's a little bit busy now. And they're like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, she's like out of commission. So thankfully he explained the school board called me back while I was in a merge. I went through the whole process of like the DNC. Um grateful for the obstetricians there. And it turns out I had a full-blown uterine infection that oh, likely wow. started pre-birth. So I don't know. They don't know why. It, it's something like super fluke. Uh but we stayed in pediatrics that night. Um, we were admitted Thursday, we left Saturday. Uh but thank goodness, even with COVID, right? Jordan and Reese were able to stay with me both oh, nice. times. Um one, cause I was breastfeeding and two, like, she's literally two weeks old. Um, but once I did DNC, I had my antibiotics. So I had seven blood transfusions. I had two weeks of antibiotics. And then I went to the OB at my six week appointment and she was like, Holy. like that was unexpected, but you know, superheroes in support, my midwives. Like I remember calling um, specifically Michelle. She was, um, like such a gift to me. I remember it was like three weeks postpartum and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, like I am just not. I'm like, I'm so sore. I'm scared to leave the house. Cause imagine that happened in the middle of a grocery store. Like I'm picking out Mm -hmm. bread and then I'm bleeding on the floor. Like, thank goodness where it happened. It happened. I was at home and I was at a medical facility. Like, thank goodness. So midwives have been amazing. My um massage therapist specifically for my scars, C-section support, um Christine at Synergy Sport Therapy, amazing.
0: Yeah. Like, I want to just hold on to that one because yeah. You know, that's something that you know, you don't know what you don't know and I you know, I, I didn't have a C-section, but I definitely sure. But I definitely, with our instant mama getting together on Wednesdays, you've been very um, open about, you know, the massage and with the scars and whatnot. And can you just elaborate more on that? Because um, I think many people don't really know that this is a thing that you have to do or you should be doing because, you know, the scar tissue, it could really keep everything tight if you don't massage. So can you just kind of elaborate a little bit more on that?
1: Totally. So Um, it wasn't until about eight weeks postpartum that I actually felt comfortable to even touch my scar on my own. Um, so at that point I'd already been connected with Christina, um, through a networking group from a couple of years ago, um, that I was part of. So she had reached out and said, Hey, when you are feeling ready, this is a support that I offer. And I thought, Oh, like, tell me more about this. How Mm -hmm. do I participate? So I was being like super gentle because I was really scared. Yeah, I would be too. Like, whoa, this is because that's the thing, right? There's three incisions that happen with a C section. We just see the one external. So, anyway, went to her clinic and the fact that she, like, how she was manipulating, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize like you're supposed to like pull it up, right? Manipulate it from side to side, like give it some good like embrace. And the main reason is because there's so many layers of fascia below your scar itself, that as that heals, it tightens. And what happens is it begins to pucker. And once it puckers, then that limits your movement. And that can be really difficult. Um, It can lead to, you know, several different factors, but, you know, posture incontinence. um, And knowing that I would hope to have more children in the future should I have a c-section again or have an elective c-section it just keeps that scar really flexible to support any other future births so um, it's been incredibly helpful and now like when I lay down like I can grab my scar and I can lift it wow embedded puckered line. It's a beautiful star that it, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat to see how far I've come from eight weeks postpartum to, you know, eight months postpartum.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing about that because I honestly, I have only heard you talk a little bit about glimpses at our, at our meetups. And so I'm really fascinated with the whole process, um, of, you know, stretching it, manipulating it, um, and totally. then yeah, like I didn't know, like yeah, you see the one incision, but yeah, there's three, like there's three mm-hmm. incisions that happen with it, and so I just thought it was really important because you don't know what you don't know, especially when it comes to the help um, with your postpartum journey, because totally. Yeah, I mean, I know that we all talk about the. Preparing for birth and preparing um, for our this little human to come into our lives, working on the nursery and all that stuff. But man, postpartum is a whole different ball game. That I really, a whole different ball game that I really did not know this the the way you'd be feeling and the way what your body would be going through the hormones the the changes and especially oh with the, the night sweats that come back like on full oh. force and then yeah you're carrying this human and you have to for some have a c-section for others they, you know like you're like I had third degree tearing and Ouch. like you're just you're like you're like oh my god like you just the uncomfortable how uncomfortable you are but how distracted you are it's like such a mind yes. uh, mind uh, f big time <laughs> oh a hundred percent
1: like I I said to Jordan just I would say last week I'm like I don't know how I managed so yeah Like I, I think I just was I just existed and then I fed her I clothed her I made sure she was sleeping I was eating but like I don't remember yeah, I'm like, I think it's strategic that like, I just don't remember certain things. Cause I'm like, that would be, that was a really hard postpartum. Like it was for any mom, whether it's physical alteration, whether it is the emotional piece, like combining anything postpartum, like it's a trip. It's a trip.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. Uh even sometimes like, uh, cause Kev, obviously you still can't, when you like really look back and you look at yeah. the, this human that you brought into this on this planet and you're looking at him or her and you're like, wow, I can't believe that came out of me. And then you start reflecting you're, and then like you're just like, I can't, how did I do it? You really, it, you just do it. Like it is what the mom said. You just have to do it.
1: <laughs> like I remember, you know, like We are pushing and we could see Reese's head and Jordan's like, she has hair. And I'm like, (laughs) there's, there's your daughter who happens to look exactly like him. And she kept getting stuck on the phone, like her nose and her. So she poke herself out and then get sucked back in. And so like, just the thing, like Jordan even said, he's like, there were a couple of moments that I just thought, how is she managing? Like trying to manually turn our daughter, you know, the OB has like, you know, their elbow deep up in there trying to twist her around. And it's like, oh my gosh. And he's like, I don't know how you did that. Like, and then, you know, you come home and you're like, I can't wait till we have a second. And he's like, I don't know how you can even think that. Like, you just, yeah. you just do it. <laughs> we just show up and we do it. And, you know, we look back and think, wow, like we are superheroes. Like that I mean- was amazing.
0: You you nailed it right there. We are it's are you how proud are you of yourself?
1: So proud. Like I, I I can't I can't believe I can't believe that happened, but I think what I'm most proud of is how far I've come in terms of how I feel uh in the last eight months. Cause I look back like those first I would say at least the first six weeks. Um, like I just I I didn't I was just so blurry. I was so blurry. I was like those night feeds. I felt so lonely Um, despite all the support around me. I still felt really clouded. And so, yeah, to see just how Reese is thriving and learning. And I know like she and Nathan are now crawling. Like, like we did that. Like they are alive and well and thriving because we have loved them so much. Like, I'm just so proud, so proud.
0: And on top of that, like you have been such a support for Insta mamas, and, you know, explaining your journey, I feel like you're like a blogger on it as well, but <laughs> like you managed to bring a bunch of moms together on top of that. And I, that's the most important, um, one of the most important things that I wanted to share with Guelph was, um, the, the significance of how important it is to, step out there and reach out and ask for help and, and like know that, you know, there is people around that. If you just look, they're there. Like if you just like ask that universe or ask God, whoever it is, like, you know, if you're looking for something, just don't be, I don't, hesitate to ask like I'm so glad I asked that day on Facebook and yeah like because I I was struggling and it's such Mm -hmm. so and you want to be like you know bringing your you you're so proud of this human that you just had they gave birth to and then you're in a pandemic but and you feel like you can't go anywhere at least and some moms are a little bit and friends are my like on my side for sure are still very, very, you know, haven't, I haven't seen them in two years. I've only like been able to like have video chats with them. And so it's like, you have to respect that. But at the same time, you still like want that connection. And so I'm so glad that people like yourself are bringing people, women together, bringing whomever together to like, feel not alone. And like, thank you so much for creating such a safe haven for mamas.
1: Oh, it's honestly, it's the least I could do. It's, it's a, it's a great joy to know that not only am I feeling supported, but someone else can take even just a snippet of support from that group. And if, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, you know, 2020 taught me anything. It's like, trust the timing of now, you know, we really wanted to get married. Well, that wasn't really an option with the wedding that we wanted. So we thought let's try for our family. Fantastic. You know, it's trusting the timing of, of where you are at. And, you know, at the time I really needed some social support in the community and I didn't know, I couldn't find what I was looking for. I didn't want to do any um, fitness class at the time because I was feeling already overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have a set expectation of myself when I showed up somewhere because I didn't know if I could show up as I was to begin with. So it was just a matter of like, well, if I can't find it, we'll create it. So Instagram seemed like a really great casual way to connect with like-minded mamas that I was already, I was already connected with a lot of people, in the Instamamas group, um, just in separate ways, like parts of my life. So it was really yes. cool to see these moms come together and you and I on Facebook of all things. And here we are today. Like, how cool is that?
0: It is so cool. It is so cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to finish off with just talking a little bit about yeah. your book. And, um, you know, you created, it is called uh, An Unlikely Friendship Between Luke yes. and Tia.
1: Yeah, An Unlikely Friendship. The Story of Luke and Tia. Yes. Yeah. So how did that uh, come about? Yeah. So I, um, in 2018, was a super, like, transformative year for me. Um, I ended a pretty toxic relationship at the end of March, and I had always wanted to adopt a senior pet, specifically a kitty cat, Um, but I never really had the opportunity because I never lived alone, right? In university, I had roommates, whether that was a partner, Um, and in this case, right, I was in a, a relationship for a couple of years that I was really grateful to be out of. And I thought, well, I have an apartment, like I'm living on my own, living the joyful single life. And I saw Tia on the Guelph Humane Society's website. And I thought at the time she had just turned 15, her birthday's April 3rd. And I thought, well, like, I'll just inquire, like, let's see. So emailed the Humane Society and they're like, yep, Tia is available. Would you like to come and meet her? So it was May, I'm trying to think, I think it was May 1st when we had like a massive windstorm um so i got to the main society like trees are falling down everywhere and i literally like they bring me into a room and they put this sweetest little brown burmese kitty in my lap and they're like so what do you think i'm like i think she likes me like she's not moving she's just like super chill and i said and they're like well would you like to adopt her and i'm like okay yes i would you know what (laughs) So I came back May, like May the 4th, of course. And um, I brought her home. And at first I thought, no, she's going to hide away. Like she doesn't want to be around me. Uh, Instant buddies. Like she was maybe in the closet for two minutes. Then she came out, hopped on the couch, plopped herself over. And we've been like best buddies ever since. So I adopted my senior cat. And later on that year, I actually met my fiance, Jordan. Uh, Turns out he's allergic to cats. Like... (laughs) the guy was incubated as a kid because he was so allergic to cats. He like couldn't breathe. Um, we met in August. He didn't tell me that till December. So here I am thinking like, Oh no, like this relationship won't work. Like, but Tia and I are a package deal. Like he won't take me or the cat. Like you have to have both. So lo and behold, we moved super fast. Jordan and I, we like bought our house. We moved in. Uh, We bought in February, we moved in in May, brought Tia, of course. And then we're like, we'd really love to get a dog. But then we're thinking, oh, no, a puppy and a senior cat. How is that going to work out? So the first six months, like Tia was like, this puppy is so irritating. But when Luke went to the vet to get neutered, she was a completely different cat. Like she was looking around the house, like, where is this annoying puppy? She was like looking at his bed. She was like waiting for him to come home. So we brought him home for the, from the vet and it was really cool. It's actually the, uh, the, the front cover um, is an interpretation of the photo that I took that day. And Luke was crying in his bed because, you know, his incision hurt. And he had like the pool noodle collar on. <laughs> oh. And she actually climbed into his bed and like started licking him.
0: So she licked his
1: nose and he just like gently licked her back. And I was like, oh my gosh, Jordan, this is what I've been waiting for. Like they're besties. And sure enough, like ever, ever since that day, it's like they're inseparable. Wherever Tia goes, wherever Tia goes, Luke's there. So, you know, they eat the same food, you know, at this point she'll be 19 in April. So I've had her almost four years now. Like she eats dog food. She sleeps with Luke. She... Like they drink from the same water bowl. They go outside in the backyard and relax together. Um, And I had said to Jordan, I'm like, what a cool way to commemorate Tia's life to create a book um, in honor of her. And so the book is um, written from Tia's perspective, you know, about how like annoying her playful brother is and like, oh, my mom and dad adopted me and now they brought this crazy dog home. And just showing that, you know, really blossom take the time that we need to learn about another person. And so um, it's just a friendly reminder to anybody, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of where we come from, what we have to bring to the table. Like it just, it, we need to learn about somebody before we assume that we couldn't be friends with them. So I was really grateful that my, my really wonderful gal pal who just recently had her son. Um, Rachel Major, she oh. is on Instagram, Rachel Rachel Jean Design. She's the illustrator, and I'm just so grateful. She was like, Yes, I will participate in this book. And we created a book.
0: That is wonderful. Oh, I love the story. Yeah. I love the concept. I totally yeah. yeah, I just purchased it. I'm so excited to read it. That is wonderful. Yay. That is so beautiful. Like, I love that whole. Thank you so much, Maddie, for of being course, on this course. podcast. Thank you thank so you much for, having for sh- me. sharing your experiences, uh, creating Absolutely. a safe haven for moms uh, to not feel alone. You're definitely one, a person I look up to, and I'm just so honored to call you a friend. So thank you so much. Friends for
1: life, my dear. Friends <laughs> for life. I'm glad that we connected in the most unusual way. Um, and <laughs> we have been able to share in this postpartum journey because our, our kids are the same age and mm-hmm. the brilliant. really how old you have been and been really been really transparent about the fact that you have you've never stopped working like you you went back to work you've constantly been you know have a growth mindset and and you're transparent as well when days are really difficult but also when celebrating the wins um for your personal life um for yourself And as well as for Nathan. So I really admire that, that you take time to celebrate you outside of being a mom. And I think that's also a wonderful reminder to us that Mm -hmm. we existed as us before we became moms and you represent that so beautifully.
0: So I really appreciate all of your support. uh, As do you. Thank you so much, Madeline. And where can people find your book?
1: So it's listed on Amazon, so you can buy it at the amazon.ca or amazon.com. And it is, I checked this morning, it is um, available. So best bet is through Amazon. Um, I do have a link in my bio on Instagram, but you can definitely find it on Amazon.
0: Awesome. Thank you again for being <laughs> on and we'll talk to you soon. This episode has been brought to you by Raw Elements. Do you struggle with vegan proteins? Do you feel that some are too gritty, too bland, or that they just don't mix well? From a person that loves whey protein powder, but struggles with dairy intolerance, finding a vegan protein has been a journey of its own. I've tried a lot of protein powders being in the fitness industry and absolutely love Sun Warriors Classic Plus Protein for its taste, smoothness, and mixing ability. For over 22 years, Raw Elements has been serving our community and believes in hundred percent quality and natural ingredients. Sun warriors classic plus protein is made with amaranth, chia, quinoa, pea protein, and brown rice protein. This blend gives you that little bit extra that you want and need, and you'll not only love the way it tastes, but you'll absolutely love the way it makes you feel. And that is why it's called plus use the code rise to get 10% off your next order. You will not be disappointed. Thank you for listening to the Health and Guelph podcast. This show would simply not exist without you. If you know somebody in the community who would be a great candidate to be on this show, send them my way and email me at amanda at relevenrise.com. And what keeps us going and staying on the forefront is liking, commenting, and subscribing. Please share this podcast so we can keep this community connected. Thank you, Guelph, and stay strong.